Industry Pods and Evergreen Podcast Network are pleased to present the following podcast. This content is for informational purposes only. You should not construe any such information or other material as legal, tax, investment, financial or other advice. Nothing contained on here constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement or offer by Draper Goran Holm or any third-party service provider to buy or sell any securities or other financial instruments whatsoever. Yo, 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 we're live. What's up, Mosin? Hey, Adam. How are you, How you doing? Good, man. How you feeling? Ah, it's, it's been a fun week. Crazy uh, week for sure. Another, another day in crypto paradise, huh? <laughs> right. That's exactly it. So just, for just another day. Exactly. So for those who are uh, watching and our regulars on Alone's show, I'm filling in for him right now. I'm doing a blockchain and boost takeover. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Alone had some things he had to do with the family, so I'm jumping in and hanging out with Mosin, uh, our latest uh, portfolio company. Uh, you got to check him out. A crew making the exclusive inclusive. Amazing. Mosin, what's going on, man? Tell us about a crew. So uh, thanks so much for having us uh, again, Adam. And uh, a crew is a platform for fractional real estate investments, and we do that using security tokens uh, and uh we're tokenizing real-world assets, and each each to- series of tokens is backed by a single asset. So you pick and choose which asset you're investing in, and that's that's that was the basis behind building Accrue, and that's that's how we built out Accrue. And we're excited to be uh, a Draper Gordon Home Portfolio Company. I believe this is the first time we're putting it out there in the public. So uh, super excited, super psyched, and super pumped for that. I think there's big things happening uh, over the next few uh, months, both for crew with, with the help of dj8 so we're, we're excited for that looking yeah, forward to so, it so so this is like the 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 prequel to the announcement we have yet to make right. an official official announcement in the press but for everybody that's watching live you heard it here first on what the block uh so okay so you guys are tokenizing real world assets i know you're focusing first on real estate but what what's next in the pipeline so <clears throat> still Everything at Accrue is all about uh, real estate. So we're, we're going to keep it focused on real estate uh, in and around real estate. So uh, we're starting off with equity uh, on the real estate side. Uh, next step is offering debt, uh, which is backed by these security tokens. Uh, and then uh, possibly even offering a coin that uh, that has backed by an entire portfolio of real estate assets at a later stage. So expanding into that DeFi space uh, as well eventually. So um, it, everything around real estate is what, what a crew is, is going to be about uh, in the mid to long term uh, or, or uh, sh- short to midterm, to say the least. Don't know about long term. Let's see. Yeah. Well, I wonder what's going to happen in the long term with all this stuff. Uh, I know we just had the, the Security Token Summit. You guys were the title sponsor uh, for that, and you put it together a beautiful presentation, giving a breakdown of a crew and all things tokenization. But I'm I'm personally like, I know there's a lot of fans around security tokens, and I keep saying this every time I go on. I, I personally don't find them sexy, so I need you to make make me change my mind on this. Okay, so what what's the opportunity here, right? Like, why why should people care? Yeah, so security tokens really make. Uh, it make it possible for people who are not able to invest in a specific asset class before uh, are able to invest into it. And th- that's what kind of takes it all the way back to why and how a crew started, right? So a crew started off uh, w- when a friend of mine explained to me what blockchain really was 
and what I did before this was not technology. I don't have a blockchain or a technology background. I have a real estate background. I was syndicating deals. I was managing real estate uh, and investing in real estate. I, I had my own PE fund uh, where every time I was syndicating deals, it was a minimum investment of 250K. And I had a lot of friends and family who wanted to invest at times, but were not able to because of the high minimum investments. And they participate in certain deals and not others. So what tokenization does is it, it's everyone can invest at, at a level that they want. So the minimum investment that we have brought it down to is a thousand bucks. That's one part of the solution that, that we resolve, right? Well, people say, hey, you can go go do it by crowdfunding as well. And, and that, that problem is resolved. It's like, well, you're right. But that's where the second part comes in. Real estate is not a liquid uh, asset class wherever you go. Crowdfunding, wealth managers, uh, you know, uh, private placements, or you buy your own building. It's not a fairly liquid uh, asset class. And that's what we're resolving. So what we're doing is we've created a secondary marketplace uh, where you can list these security tokens and you can sell these. And we're bringing on board market makers uh, who, would, uh, who would be willing to buy these uh, tokens at a discount. Uh, it, so if you ever need money immediately, you have that, which is mm -hmm. not uh, which has not been there for real estate previously. Now with crypto, you have the liquidity aspect to it, but you don't have the stability, right? So imagine you've got a bunch of gains from uh, whatever crypto you're exposed to, and now you want want to take a part of those gains and and get some long term stability and build some generational wealth out of it. So you could trade that uh, into our a crew coin and get exposure to the real estate side of things. And you, that coin would never, uh, the, the volatility on that coin is not going to be there because it's going to be backed by real estate. And it represents the value of the underlying real estate, not the uh, crypto in itself. So, so are you telling me I should sell my Bitcoin and play in not, real estate? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you should always invest in real estate. A part of it only. No, so, uh, no the, you know, do as you wish, but you should definitely uh, diversify. And part of that diverse, diversification uh, uh, method is that you take a part of your earnings or you take a part of your portfolio and for, you know, there's, there's people out there who have a small chunk of their portfolio in cryptocurrencies, and then there's other people where majority of their portfolio is built up of cryptocurrencies, mm -hmm. right? Be it Bitcoin, be it Ether, be it, it, it any smaller uh, currency uh, as well. Uh, the idea is always to diversify to have more long-term development and more long-term growth. So for people who bought uh, Bitcoin at 17 or 18,000 in 2018, uh, it, they took a beating when that went when that when that market crashed right so beginning of last year it actually dipped all the way down to 3000 something beer for a few minutes only but it did it, it did rock bottom down there and it was at the $10,000 level for the longest time right uh, from 2018 till 2020 it, it it was right around that level uh for a good period so why not diversify? I'm not saying sell all of your Bitcoin. Maybe, uh, maybe keep a small portion of it in other uh, asset forms, be it securities, be it uh, digital assets or real estate uh, or real estate backed securities, which are on the blockchain. So easy to transfer over. So come invest in the crew. There we there go. You go. That's, that's so, to it. so let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's do a use case really quick. Okay. So let's say I'm sitting on Bitcoin or someone sitting on Bitcoin on Ethereum, other form of crypto assets. Okay. 
they would they could take a line of credit on that and put it in a crew right by these tokenized uh this tokenized real estate is what you're saying or would that be a smart approach like or w- would you would you not do a, a credit system on that yes yeah, so- cuz there's a lot of people like like depositing their assets taking a line of credit against it, a 50% line of credit, buying more assets, depositing it back in, taking a 50% line of credit and just repeating that cycle over and over and over again. Yep. Yeah. So we're, we're offering, we're, we're going to be offering a margin account, but that's not going to be against your cryptocurrencies. That's going to be against your security tokens. Uh, And while you can, uh, you can exchange your existing cryptocurrencies for our native coin or for, uh, for, for another stable coin to be deposited on our platform, uh, we only transact in stable coins because we've got yeah. to keep the volatility of cryptocurrencies away from the real estate side of things because that that just creates complete confusion. Having said that, that product is is in the works, and by the end of May, you would be able to take margin on your security oh, cool. tokens. So assume you put in ten thousand uh, dollars worth of uh, you know whatever stable coin on our platform and your uh you buy ten thousand dollars worth of security tokens with that those ten thousand dollars worth of security tokens can then be collateralized and you can get another five or six or seven thousand dollars uh of debt on it and then you reinvest that and then you do the exact same thing exactly what you said so you take ten thousand dollars and invest close to nineteen thousand two hundred and fifty dollars at some point in time uh by by you know do, doing the exact same thing again and again and that's where you're maximizing excuse me, your returns uh, uh, by investing in real estate and making full use of the leverage side, uh, side of things, which is what the larger real estate investors do, right? Mm-hmm. Majority of the times they have five, seven, 10% of their own money in, and I'm talking about the top 1%, uh, and the rest of the money is coming in either from uh, Fannie Mae or there some other banking institution or something where it's a mm-hmm. non-recourse loan, where you know if the market crashes, they, they don't lose much uh, on it. Uh, from that perspective and uh they're they're taking the full benefit uh, of the income uh, from those assets or or you know tax benefits from those assets and and that's what we want to enable every person to be able to do so that's why we want to make the exclusive being the commercial real estate side of things for the top one percent as inclusive as possible and get everyone uh, uh a part of it Got you. So you on one end, you can tokenize your real estate and your assets. On the other end, you can invest in tokenized assets, right? Yep. So, okay, let's say I have a, a commercial building in downtown LA, okay? I want to tokenize that. I want to come to a crew and, and go through that process. Walk me through that. Is there like a, a is, is it like something I do myself? Like, how, how does that work? What's that process like for tokenizing uh, an asset? Yeah, so you own a building, a million uh a million dollar building, just for ease of calculation. We right? don't play a game. No, one billion dollars. That's okay, what. One that's billion dollar building. <laughs> <laughs> that's LA, right? Uh, and and uh, you want to tokenize it, so you reach out to us. There, there's uh, there's an outreach form. There's a section on our website which says, "Hey, uh, submit your property. Reach out to us. Interested in selling your property?" And we have that at multiple portions, but including the the homepage. You you got you fill out the form. We we look we get some initial information on the asset and within 48 hours we call you back after doing our initial due diligence on it. We ask you for some more more information about the asset. We talk about what your aims and your goals are with selling it. You want to sell all of it. You want to sell part of it. Uh, wh- where it stands in terms of uh, uh, how much leverage you have on the asset or you don't, and, and what the terms on that are. Uh, and, and we tell you, hey, 
we can do this or we can't do this, just based on that initial due diligence. Uh, majority of the times we want to make sure that, or rather every time we want to make sure that by tokenizing an asset, the interest of the token holders is, uh, is considered the same as the interest of the current building owner. And so if someone has $1,000 invested or $999 million invested, their interest should be aligned and it should not be separate interest. And so we want to watch out for every investor's uh, interest within these investments. So we have to run through rigorous due diligence processes. But for you as the asset owner, it's fairly simple. You fill out the form, uh, you give us more information, we negotiate down to a price, we negotiate down to, I wanna sell 50% of the building and retain 50% of the building. Mm. So we're for a, a, a million dollar building, that's a thousand tokens at a thousand bucks each. Uh, so a billion dollar, there's what, 10,000, hundred thousand tokens uh, at a thousand bucks each, okay. right? So uh, you get to keep 50% of those tokens and we list the 50, uh, we, we put the other 50% of the tokens uh, on our marketplace uh, for sale. So we create the offering, we market the offering. Uh, we obviously encourage that you you let your uh, people know about, about the offering as well. If you know anyone who may be interested in, in buying, but uh, we kind of take over the entire process from there. Uh, we, we've got a central, uh, marketplace where all new offerings and existing offerings, primary and secondary offerings go on there. We take care of all the legal, the compliance, the investor relations, day-to-day uh, -day management, uh, if you're an individual who's selling the asset uh, as well. So we want to make sure mm. your interests are protected as the asset owner and, and the token holders' interests are, are protected as the future asset owners as well. So Very cool. So could this also work for uh, residential or do you guys only focus on, on commercial? So there's a cost associated to uh, not the tokenizing aspect to it, but the regulation side of things, right? Mm. So every um, every asset that is uh, that is tokenized and there's a new offering created, there's a pretty substantial legal and financial cost associated with it and the compliance cost associated with it on an ongoing basis. So we have another product which is which is purely focused on individual ownership, which is an NFT based product uh, in you know, NFTs have become the thing very recently compared to like we've had this this product in the offering for the last year and a half. And we've been working on a couple of projects with uh, in developing countries, which is more focused on residential. And mm -hmm. that is a land registry uh, product. So uh, the ownership is represented on that NFT. That NFT okay. acts as the land registry product on it. Uh, and that's brilliant and doable on the residential side. But tokenizing the, the residential side is uh, not the tokenizing aspect, but the securities law side of things adds a fair amount of complexity to it and makes it fairly expensive and not uh, worth the hassle of doing it. Now, if it's high value assets, which are um, you know in very set specific locations, then it definitely makes sense to do it. You know, it's funny that you bring up NFTs because I've been thinking a lot about like, what is the intersection between uh, digital ownership right and digital assets or physical assets right and specifically in the in the real estate uh in the real estate market so let's let's dive deep into that for just a minute because you're bringing up the use case of of transferring ownership through nfts right what right. other use cases do you kind of see on the horizon when it comes to that Beyond beyond ownership, uh, transferring ownership, right? So the intersection between NFTs, NFTs and real estate. Yeah, yeah. NFTs and physical real estate. Like I see the potential, obviously, through digital real estate, buying plots of land yeah. through NFTs, right? But 
what what like what comes after that for physical real estate beyond ownership yeah so it's even uh, even in the form of investments right so uh from day one the crew's been thinking about hey fungible versus non-fungible tokens sure so uh wh where do we want to make use of the non-fungible tokens is when we're selling uh these investment portions uh per se uh it Again, that billion-dollar building in in the heart of Manhattan, maybe. Uh, it you should if you want to be able to tokenize the building to a point where, hey, there's a one million square feet of space in this, and one token represents one square foot of space, and this specific square foot of space, uh, it, that that that's that's one use case that that we've been looking at for. Uh, for using NFTs uh, as well, specifically, and then selling those NFTs as uh, economic, right? Not as a title of ownership. So if one shop, if someone buys, you know, 500 square feet, which represents one retail store in that uh, uh, in that building, and for as long as that retail store is rented out, they would continue to receive the income from it. The moment that, that stops, they would not receive it. And anyone else would, would not get income from that because they're the ones who own the all, all the tokens, the 500 tokens representing the ownership of that. Uh, uh, 500 NFTs representing the entire uh, owner, ownership of that retail store. Similarly, if there's there's a penthouse or, or a top floor office uh, suite that is a high premium uh, asset, you know, you, you could buy those to tokens specifically or NFTs specifically for that specific asset. And that's what you would use. So how that works out overall is so when, when you're using uh, fungible tokens or or, uh, or 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 how we're doing it, every token is valued at a thousand bucks, right? Uh, for, and, and the entire building is worth a million dollars or a billion dollars, um, at least for the initial offering. Uh, in this case, every token would be valued at, at, at its own specific value. So retail token on this specific to uh, you know corner may be worth. Uh, 1100 bucks the penthouse token may be worth 5000 bucks uh and then something on the 30th floor may be worth you know 700 bucks or 600 bucks or or uh, and if it's got some kind of uh, other aspects on the building so something on the 14th floor may be worth even 100 bucks or something on those lines so there's there's plenty of use cases of nfts within real estate uh, from that perspective there's the land registry is, is obviously an easy simple use case and, and and something that's been looked at for a long time uh it, you know there have been talks about people wanting to to do a lot more with it in, in real estate I, I don't i don't foresee that happening i, I don't <laughs> i don't see what the use cases on that would be but yeah uh, that, that's my my two cents of that. Very cool. Yeah, it's interesting to see how that's going to play out uh, down the line, especially with art and music and now fashion kind of picking up traction with, with NFTs. Uh, I'm excited to see how that plays out and, and you guys take the forefront of that. So I got, a, I got a question for you, okay? I got a lot of friends and family in real estate and the markets are absolutely insane. Like you, like people, like houses that are being listed are, are going 20, 30% over asking, right? right? Like what the hell is happening in the world? Can you explain why, why these, like these houses are flying off the shelves, like pancakes, like what's going on? So let's, let's use the example of the Toronto market, for instance, right? Okay. So Toronto is the exact same way uh, as what you said. Every house is selling, you know, 40% over list, 30% over list. Uh, and, and every house is appraising for that value. And, and very few times are people putting in money out of their own pocket. Why is that happening? 
So it's a, it's a simple example of supply and demand, right? Uh, there is not enough supply of housing in the market and, and there is a lot more demand for it. So there's more people out there, uh, especially with the mass, mass exodus uh, from downtown Toronto into the outskirts of Toronto. Uh, it, that's that's what's caused uh, the value of housing uh, to, to jump up so, so much uh, and the value of houses to jump up so much. The second thing that's happening is people are, are playing smart with it or there's gimmicks to it where if a house is worth a million bucks, they're just listing it for $799 or, or $800,000. So now they're getting a lot more offers on it and therefore getting into multiple offers. And therefore it's going, uh, once you're in multiple offers, you, you know everyone wants to bid more and more and more. So while it may be selling for 1.1 million, which may, may be 10% higher than what the original market value would be, it's selling, you know, forty percent above list because it was listed at seven hundred thousand or or eight hundred thousand dollars. So it's it, it, it's a combination, in my opinion, within the residential side. It's a it's a combination of gimmick versus supply and demand as well. Uh, you know, we're at an all time uh, low in terms of market inventory uh, uh, when when looking at residential real estate be it single family homes, be it condominiums, be it uh, any, any form of uh, uh, assets or units for uh, for sale. And this is across North America. This is not just Toronto or LA or San Fran or, or anywhere else. And uh, the real estate market is just one representation mm-hmm. of uh, the entire, uh, the residential real estate market is one representation uh, of the ent- entire real estate market as well, right? So while it's going crazy on the, Retail side, uh, you have um, the highest ever vacancies uh, on the retail side, where, uh, again, the numbers are, are not all that crazy, uh, not as crazy as people think, but it's still, they're, they're all-time highs from that perspective. Um, I believe I was reading somewhere, uh, the office occupancy uh, levels are at an all-time low in New York at uh, it's like 86% or something wow. like that. And the average occupancy is 91%. So you're not off by much. Yeah. Uh, yes, you, you know, it, it, is, it is a big, big difference and, and it will get caught up eventually and it is causing trouble for some, but it, it's not, it's not like, office buildings are in complete distress where it's occupancy is down to 50% or 40% and no one's using, using these spaces or anything on those lines. Interesting. It's like, as if, I mean, you're talking from the Toronto point of view, I'm thinking about LA where I'm based. It's as if LA wasn't already expensive enough. Now houses and, and everything else is just skyrocketing, making it even more impossible so, to, to live here. Right. As I used to live in Palos Verdes before I moved to Cincinnati. And okay. I just use Toronto as, as a completely separate example, just for that reason. So I, I don't include uh, my personal experiences uh, in, in, <laughs> in there from that perspective. But yeah, affordable housing is a major, major, major issue, right? And that's uh, be it low-income group housing or actually just regular housing being affordable in places like San Fran or, or, or LA. Sure, uh, sure. And just where rents are skyrocketing, where cost of housing is skyrocketing. Yeah. Um, and I think tokenization can can really uh, come in and play a, a factor in that. There are uh, socially conscious investors out there who wouldn't want the highest possible return, but, but would want a much larger social impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is a great way for them to 
put together their efforts for be it affordable housing, be it economic uh, economic impact uh, investing investing mm-hmm. within for for specific regions and areas and neighborhoods. Uh, so taking the example of Ohio, like uh, you can invest in a specific neighborhood, and you like we're we're currently working with one of the local cities in Ohio uh, in trying to fund uh, the uh, tokenizing a park and funding uh the the redevelopment of that part through those tokens and then whoever owns those tokens would get some form of tax credits because of their investment uh in that park asset so a more social uh social impact investment uh but you you get to write off a whole bunch of your taxes on on the other side of things as well so not not a contribution uh uh not a tax write-off like that but like a true um state tax credit for uh, dollar for dollar uh, reversal or, or uh, refund or return on your uh, investments kind of deal. Got you. Okay, so, so, so there's there's a lot more imp- impact from that perspective as well. Got you. And uh, we're, we're coming close on the time. So I have three more things to ask you, one from me and two from the audience. Okay, so would it be, and answer this briefly, quickly, we'll do a fire round. Um, would it be worth it for me to purchase my own real estate or invest uh, in real estate through security tokens, like a commercial building, right? So uh, like invest in retail or invest in, in commercial through accrue. What makes more sense? I, I would invest in, in commercial through accrue. And I'm not saying it just because I'm the owner of accrue, just because if I have $50,000 and I can only buy one asset or $5 million and I can only buy one asset, uh, that's just one asset. And when investing through accrue, I can, I can, invest across 50 different assets and diversify from that perspective. Got you. And do you guys provide that analysis for the investors, like the performance of the, of the property, what the expected uh, growth is over the coming years, like you guys do all that stuff as well? Yep. So we, we've kind of uh, broken down the super complicated PPM and offering documents down yep. into a single web page for every asset where you can look at how it's performing last uh, distribution, expected distribution, next distribution dates, uh, historic performance, uh, and and so on and so forth. Okay, so I know that was two questions for me, but let's bring up some from the audience. So uh, this one comes from John. Sorry if I missed it, but what blockchain are the assets tokenized on? So we were originally built on Ethereum. uh, And uh, our thought process is that the blockchain, the, the underlying technology, Uh, that blockchain should be utilized as the underlying technology. And that's how we use it. Uh, We are currently in the process of moving over just because the cost of running uh, running it on the Ethereum blockchain is extremely expensive. Uh, We're exploring Algorand, uh, Tezos, and Binance. Uh, We will figure out which which one it is and make make that transition into a quick one to make it more affordable for everyone. Cool. Next one. Uh, This one comes from Lyrics Only. So if I want to invest $1,000 with a crew, how would that grow over the years or what use would I get from it? Right. So $1,000, you could deposit $1,000 on on your account on a crew and it would not grow or it would not decline over (laughs) 10 years. It would remain a thousand bucks. You've actually got to go buy a security token that represents ownership in in any asset uh, for that to grow. Uh, and again, it depends on asset to asset. You know, there's certain assets which have uh, an expected IRR over 10 years of 22%. Uh, there, there's others that have an annualized uh, yield of uh, close to 8%. Uh, 
so depending on what your risk tolerance is, what you want to do, uh, and we provide all of that information to, to the investors out there. Uh, and it's simple, uh, easy to understand. Uh, it's, it's not detailed, complicated uh, disclosures where we try to provide it. We, we try to uh, make it as simple as possible. Uh, uh, and it's it's all out there for every asset. You pick and choose which asset you're investing in and, and what, what kind of investment outlook you're, you're looking for. Amazing. Killing it, Mosin. Killing it, man. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Well, let, these these are not guaranteed returns. Every investment right, has uh, right, and none of this is financial advice. Risk. Like like yeah. we, like we push in the beginning. You always <laughs> got to do your own research. Invest at your own risk. Right. Uh, we are not rely uh, liable or responsible. Right. We just create informational content. That's all mm-hmm. it is. Uh, before I let you go, uh, where can we find you? I know we have your at symbol in your in your name tag, but where can we find a crew? Where can we find you? Uh, right. and, I got, so, and I got one more question for you after that. Yeah. So accru.co, A-K-R-U dot C-O. Uh, you can always email me at mmasood at uh, accru.co. Uh, you know, find me on LinkedIn uh, or Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I, I should have the same name across all. Uh, just uh, look it up uh, just, just as, as it's on the screen. And at me, Masood is on uh, Twitter. So, yeah. Perfect. And, Nice. And last question. What, what, why a crew? What does that mean? A crew? What does a name mean? Right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there's a lot of history behind, behind the name. <laughs> and we recently changed through it, but, uh, the name accrue is, is derived from accrual of wealth, right? So just like, uh, people would accrue interest or accrue wealth okay. and, and would grow wealth and our logo is a triangle as well. So it's like you're constantly accruing and you're piling up your wealth and you're heading in the upward direction. Amazing. Uh, and that's that's the idea behind it. Amazing. Mosin, you rock. I want to bring up the cheers. I have a glass here. Uh, I have a coffee here. Cheers. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm integrating the blockchain and booze. Uh, right. <laughs> fun. Uh, but you, you've been awesome. Guys, go check out a crew. Mosin, you're amazing. You have a great team. Uh, and, and we're very, very excited to welcome you as an official uh, portfolio company to the Draper Goren Home family. Uh, and again, for those who joined late, I'm filling in for a loan. Uh, and uh, I got a Tuesday show also through Draper Goren Home called Blockchain and Booze. It gets uh, live streamed on Cointelegraph every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Uh, and a quick plug about us. If you're new to the show and you're your first in the first contact with, with Draper Goren Holm, uh, we basically, why isn't this coming up? What's going on? Boom. There we go. Uh, outside of doing these killer events and, and firesides, we also make early stage investments uh, into some of the best, or if not some, all of the best cryptocurrency and blockchain companies uh, in the world. I say that with confidence and pride. And we also produce, uh, or we are producing over a hundred events industry events this year alone from LA Blockchain Summit, the Global DeFi Summit, the NFT Summit. We just had the Security Token Summit, which Mosin was the title sponsor of What the Block, which we're doing right now. And of course, last but not least, Blockchain and Booze. Uh, Guys, thank you so much and we'll, we'll see you next week. This has been a production of Industry Pods in association with Evergreen Podcasts Network. Hear this and other industry pods at evergreenpodcasts.com, your favorite podcast app, or listen at industrypods.com for your number one virtual conference podcast experience.